Despite efforts to improve women's participation in governance, female representation in Nigeria in government have continued to decline in Nigeria. From the just-concluded 2023 presidential and national assembly elections, the number of female senators in Nigeria was down from eight in the ninth assembly to only three female senators elected out of 109 seats for the 10th assembly. 15 women elected for House of Representatives out of 366 as announced by Nigeria's Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC. According to INEC, um, of the 12.29 million people who completed the PVC registration, 6.22 million are women, which is 50.6%. And this shows more women participated as the electorates in the 2023 elections. But this did not result positively in the number of women that were elected. So this afternoon, we have carefully selected our panel to take a review of the role of women in the 2023 election and to proffer the way forward, not just ahead of 2027, but hopefully the role of women in the incoming administration. This virtual advocacy conversation is organized by the Association of Nigerian Women Business Network, ANWBN, a coalition of over 70 Nigerian women business associations with a common goal of encouraging and improving sustainable entrepreneurial development of Nigerian women. I would like to thank ANWBN for this important conversation. This virtual conversation is in collaboration with Women Radio 91.7, Nigeria's only radio station for women and their families. And we are live on radio. And this conversation is supported by Center for International Private Enterprise, SITE. My name is Tom Okiwale Shonaya, and I formally welcome you all to this important virtual conversation. I would like to quickly mention that this, is, this conversation is being broadcast live on radio, on Women Radio Night 1.7. We're live streaming on YouTube and on Facebook at WFM 917. This meeting is not a political forum. I need to quickly do this disclaimer. This virtual conversation is not a political forum. It is not partisan. It is purely about women in governance. Talking about the role, the experiences of women in the 2023 elections. And so we are not a political party. We're here for women. At this point in time, without further ado, I would like to welcome the National Coordinator of Association of Nigerian Women Business Network, ANWBN, Mrs. Angela Ajala, to give us the welcome remarks. Mrs. Ajala, you're welcome. Thank you very much, and good afternoon to all our distinguished women and guests here. 
as women without the voice. The questions to ask are, are our voices as they harmonize? Are they being heard? Are our voices being amplified? When women advocate for women, they understand it better and they are able to target the problem. The elections have come and gone, but election is a cycle in Nigeria. And so a new cycle will come. As we look towards 2027, are we positioned and ready to be counted? Nigeria has very few women participating in politics. Two out of 350 House of Representatives, four out of the 36 deputy governors, no state governor. Are we engaging properly? Where does it all start from? What are our barriers? Is it fear of violence? Is it finance? Is it lack of trust among ourselves? Is it social cultural entrenchment? Is it patriarchy? What are the challenges? We are here this afternoon to begin to chart a path for the future. Politics is about wanting to make changes and it's about service. I will leave our experts and distinguished guests to do justice to the topic. While I welcome everybody, I welcome especially our partner, Spikey, our distinguished board of trustees, Hajia Sada um, Tumaji, leading that um, being here early as one of our board of trustees, we welcome you, all members of the National Expo, all members of the various committees, the executive committee, that they put you under the DNCC, President welcome you. Mrs. Toluca Ademoku, this is your committee, this is your charge. Thank you for putting this together. We welcome all our very supportive presidents, all women that have joined us from everywhere. We also want to welcome and thank specially all our distinguished speakers, our special guests of honor, our able chairperson, our everyday professional and outstanding moderator, Madam Stone herself, the, the military woman among us, all our special partners, Action Aid, Viaga Africa, the National Democratic Institute, and to all our selfless, bold, and enterprising panelists, we are very proud of all of you. And we know that today we set the tone for what the future will be like. I remain Angela Jara, the National Coordinator of the Association of Nigerian Women Business Network, and I welcome you all to this very vibrant and very interesting conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mrs. Angela Ajala, and thank you very much for um, according me a new title, the military woman of Nigeria. Thank you. I take it. I take it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we ask everybody to please follow you to mute yourself. If you are not speaking, please kindly mute yourself. We have co-hosts here. Please kindly mute. Please kindly mute anybody that is not supposed to be talking. We are live on radio. It's a live broadcast, and we need to take it in military style and comport ourselves. Thank you so much, Mrs. Angela Ajala, for that wonderful welcome remarks. Mrs. Angela Angela Ajala is a national coordinator, Association of Nigerian Women Business Network. At this point in time, we would like to set the tone and set the context for this virtual conversation. I would call on the chairperson, the advocacy committee, Mrs. Uluke Ademoku, to set the context for us in two minutes. Thank you. <laughs> 
Mokon. Mrs. Adimoko, if you can unmute yourself and set the context for us. Um, thank you. Hello? Yeah, uh, just a sorry. Uh, yeah, a very good uh, afternoon. Good morning, wherever you are joining us from. Uh, I just want to remind us that the ANWDN has uh, developed you know, two sets of women national business agendas. And um, as uh, tools you know, to highlight the priorities and needs of women entrepreneurs. So uh, it is for that reason that we are determined you know, to use this roundtable approach uh, to interrogate key issues, you know, affecting women uh, and businesses you know, in Nigeria. Uh, one of the critical elements of the agenda is the discourse on um, uh, gender inequality in governance and uh, poor women representation and participation in the political space. So it is our intention to use this roundtable, this medium, to develop a body of knowledge, to develop you know, a pool of resources on the linkages between enterprise and policies uh, and, and politics, because sometimes we think you know, um, that uh, entrepreneurship and uh, politics cannot work together. But we are saying, you know, there are linkages, and it's important that we facilitate, you know, enterprise and politics, and um, see how we can trans um, help, you know, to promote uh, transformative, you know, policy reforms that will not only recognize um, uh, opportunities, you know, for, uh, for women, but also that will help, you know, promote gender responsive governance. So it is for that reason that we are here. To have women entrepreneurs and women politicians, you know, who can come together, not just to interrogate, you know, what happened in 2023, you know, uh, but also, you know, identify the ways that we can work together uh, for women entrepreneurs to support women politicians, uh, so that, you know, in 2027, you know, we could have better, even before then, you know, have better representation, even at the level of appointment, and um, uh, see, you know, uh, also. Um, help work together in the way that uh, women entrepreneurs will recognize that governance affects you know, business, maybe not just in terms of policy, in terms of violence and all other uh, aspects you know, of our political dispensation. So thank you so much, everyone, for being you know, a part of this. I look forward you know, to very viable you know, deliberation. Thank you, Madam Moderator. Thank you very much, uh, Mrs. Wuluke Ademogu, for setting the context uh, of, of this session, of this virtual, very, very important virtual uh, conversation uh, for us. I, I would like to quickly just mention the rules of, of engagement, uh, which I mentioned earlier. This meeting is not a political forum. We are not partisan. It is purely about women in governance. It is purely about women in leadership positions. The role, we want to look at the experiences of our women that took part in the 2023 elections. We want to look at the way forward for women in the polity of Nigeria. It's important for us to know that we are live on radio, so we have to be very careful. Our mission and vision, which aligns with ANWBN, is one that is not political. It's about women and the development of women. We are not affiliated with any political party. So we are just here to discuss the issues that affect and matter 
to women because, like we always say, women matter. I would like to say that um, when we do important conversations like this, we find people who are unruly, we call them hackers, and sometimes they can hack in. And so if you hack in into this very important conversation, I have my colleagues and the generals of the generals here who will hack you out. <laughs> so if you find your way here and you are not there for this conversation, my colleagues will hack you out. And once we hack you out, you cannot join this conversation again. So please, can you all mute your microphone? If you are not talking, I can hear myself echo. If you're not talking, please mute your microphone. It's only when you're about to talk that we would like to have you put on your microphone. We thank everybody that is part of this conversation. We thank everybody that arrived and came in on time. And uh, we can assure you that we will be keeping to time with this conversation. At this point in time, I would like to call on our ABLE chairperson, the chairperson of today's virtual conversation, to give us her opening remarks. Dr. Ifeyinwa Nwakwisi is the Executive Chair, Women Aligned for Growth. My doctor, over to you with your Thank opening you. remarks. Very much. <laughs> Dear beautiful women, I want to thank God for the opportunity to be chairmaning this conversation. This conversation is a conversation that is very, very dear to my heart because I know the Nigerian woman. The Nigerian woman is strong, resilient, determined, committed, prayerful, and has all the attributes to decide the fate of this country. And again, we are not of us. We are the work bringing youth and men. Why would they not? Why will we not be part of the decision making that influences the outcome of the lives of us and our children? My dear women, I'm so glad to be here, and I want to thank Angela Ajala for getting me involved in this initiative. I happen to be the executive chair of Women Aligned for Growth, and it's a, an initiative that I was I divinely that God ministered to me to set up to encourage the Nigerian woman to increase the caliber of who she is and stop waiting for anybody to give you leadership. Go out there because you've been blessed with the innate resources, you've been blessed with the, uh, the health and energy and the passion and the power to choose whatever you do to go out there and get it. So let's, let's start this conversation. I got a call from Dame uh, Quarantalen, the Honorable Minister of uh, Women Affairs, and she had apologized profusely because she's sort of uh, having to deal with so many things. She said that she'll tell everyone here that her heart is right here. Even though she's not with us physically, she's here with us spiritually, and whatever we decide, she's going to be part of it. So, why are we here today? Why are Nigerian women that are so richly endowed with all sorts of gifts by God, the homemakers, the nurturers, why are we here in Nigeria and not being represented in the leadership, political leadership of this country? Let me attempt a conversation right now. Historically, 
women in Nigeria have been underrepresented in political leadership positions, with men dominating political parties, government appointments, and elected offices. In recent years, there have been growing awareness of the need for gender equality in politics, and efforts have been made to increase women's participation in the electoral process. For example, in 2019 general elections, a record number of over 2,000 female candidates ran for political office in Nigeria, contesting for various offices. Although there was an increased number of women who participated in the political process compared with preceding elections, which was seen as a positive development for gender equality and democratic representation, Sadly, my dear beautiful women, the number of women successfully elected into office was at an all-time low. According to the survey run by Premium Times of April 20, 2019, they noted that while there were 91 political parties in Nigeria, which would allow for better odds of women in politics. However, it was the worst election ever since inception of democratic rule for female candidates, with women winning 62 offices out of the 2,970 different electoral offices in the country. Breaking down the figures, this meant that seven women were elected into the Senate, 11 into the House of Representatives and four deputy governors, and 40 women elected into the State of Assembly. To fast forward, to 2023, there was a 2% decrease in female voters, from 49% to 47%, and a 28% decline in female candidates. Did I... Can you hear me? Madam, we can hear you. You have 45 seconds more on your three minutes. Thank you very much, ma'am. Okay. So why this is a severe cause for alarm? It becomes ever crucial that we acknowledge the results of the February 25th election. This low number of women in elected and appointed positions in Nigeria has a direct impact in the level of development in Nigeria. And we as women must come together, put together a strategy, continuously and consistently follow the strategy and arrive at somewhere. And let me first of all thank, appreciate a lady that ran for the president. I met her during that time. Khadija Okunulamidi, we salute you for having the courage to come out and say you're running for politics. Women, we can do it. Let's start the conversation. Thank you very much for listening to me, and let's have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is a message for our chairperson of today's virtual conversation, robust uh, message with your data that you have given us showing the poor representation and the poor status of Nigerian women in, in, in the space of politics. Thank you very much. We do appreciate I'd like to quickly mention that we're having this uh, virtual uh, conversation um, 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 as uh, initiated by ANWBN and supported uh, uh, in collaboration with Women Radio. We're live on radio at WFM 917 on YouTube, on Facebook, and on 91.7 frequency 
if you are in Lagos or Ugo State. At this point in time, I would like to invite our special guest of honor. We we're very careful when we selected her to come and be the guest of honor. She was a, a national women leader, former national women leader of the People's Democratic Party, the founder chair Women's Leadership Institute, very, very relevant person to what we're discussing here today. Please welcome uh, to this conversation, Her Excellency, Dr. Mrs. Kemafo Chikwe. You're welcome, ma. Can you unmute yourself, ma'am, and let's have your comment, ma'am. Thank you. All right, while we're waiting for our special guest of honor, I would um, like to mention that our panelists are here. We're very happy to have everybody here. We are, this conversation is not partisan. It's not a political forum. We're just here to look at the role of uh, Nigerian women, um, take a review of the role of women in the 2023 elections and proffer the way forward, not just ahead of 2027, but hopefully the role that women need to take in this incoming administration and generally as leaders. Uh, do we have our special guest of honor here with us, ma'am? I'm not sure she has joined. You know she's in America. All right. Okay. All right. We can always we can always have wait on our special guest of honor to join us. Mm -hmm. I would just quickly like to acknowledge again the uh, the board of uh, trustee of ANWBN, um, Ajia Saudatu Madi. You came in on time, and uh, we are very happy with the leadership um, skills that you continue to show all of us. We thank you, uh, Ajia Saudatu Madi. Uh, while we wait for our special guest. Of honor would quickly like to take good word remarks um, uh, from um, from site. Uh, we would also um, have good word remarks from Action Aid and good word remarks for Yaga. Each organization to please give us um, two minutes good word remarks. Uh, if we have Madame Lola here, we would like to have your good word remarks from site. Thank you, Madam. Um, my name is Desmond. Representing Shaip, apologies, Ms. Lola is not able to join this conversation at this time. Thank you. Let me stand on existing protocol. So we are very happy that NWBN is doing this at this time. This is timely and it's quite interesting to listen to the previous speakers on the statistics we have currently. Um, several questions have already been raised, um, but um, where are the solutions? Um, that is where um, uh, the, the attention should be focused on. So uh, we, we will look forward to LWBN engaging further with key stakeholders, um, especially in the incoming administration, and of course allies because you are one of the biggest um, uh, national um, coalition of women in the country, to pull resources together to see how you begin to um, to attempt to attempt to work on the, these questions you have raised, which is very sad at this time um, in the development of the country. So 
you will need to make your plans. Um, what did not work in the past, and what do you think can work? What will be your short-term plans, your medium and long-term plans um, towards this key issue, this very relevant issue that you are interrogating this afternoon? So it would be good to see that there you will have consistent efforts, not when it is a, a, maybe uh, five months or three months or to the election in 2027 that we will come again together to say, oh, we have to vote women and all of that. There are several stakeholders in the interview, especially the National Assembly, um, that you need to work with um, to make sure that at least um, some post-2027 that you have appreciable um, difference from what you have presently. So we are happy to partner with NWBN and support um, this cause. SIPE uh, is um, an international organization that, is that has headquarters in the United States of America, Washington, D.C. So one of our core areas of work is women economic empowerment. And we have been partnering with NWBN over time, and we are happy that you are um, actually engaging in this initiative. So we look forward to better outcomes and taking concrete steps that can make um, the changes, especially the intersection between uh, women economic empowerment and women political participation in the country. Thank you for the attention. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Desmond, for representing Lola Adekoye um, of SIPE. I, 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 I particularly noted your comments on solutions, solutions, solutions ahead of uh, 2027 and that we shouldn't wait till a few weeks time or a few months time into 2027 and uh, what also is good in my eye in my ears is the fact that you also recommitted your partnership to ANWBN on especially on the area of economic empowerment of of nigerian women thank you very much Sai. i'd quickly like to call on NAOB country director of action aid for your goodwill message Thank you very much, Lola, and good afternoon, may I observe uh, existing protocol. Uh, thank you very much for inviting us. I'm really enthused by the UBN in this meeting at this time. It's really special, and I'm happy that women are beginning, you know, to discuss 2027 as well. You know, so on behalf of Actionaid Nigeria Management and the uh, board, I want to congratulate you on making this day happen. And I always say the, the Chinese um, revolution started with only 12 people in a boardroom. And so it's really distinguished to have all of my sisters, very distinguished sisters here, uh, many of you that I recognize, many of us who have been on the battlefield. And I really appreciate you for the great job that you have been seeing the day I met you, I saw that women radio came on board, you have never rested, and we're happy to partner with you and also work with you. So for ANWBN, it's really special because we have had a lot of engagement in terms of you know, women rising, women coming together, and uh, what women in business have done is something that is very, very appreciated. And uh, yes, we have a poor representation. 2023 has come and gone. It has come, it has gone, it's going, but we are where we are. And beginning the, the discussion now, it's really special because we need to concentrate, we need to look at lessons. 
We need to start organizing. We need to open up the discussion at different fora, you know, to see what went wrong, what really went wrong, what ha where have we, where are we coming from, and where are we going? Uh, people can look at uh, poor management of certain levels, maybe failure of the way of preparation, but I want to say well done women. You know, congratulations to Nigerian women for the way you have been able to stand up. But can we do more? And yes, we can do more. I think that the preparation for 2027 begins now. And for Action Aid, it's very exciting that we have supported so many women or women's voices in leadership. I can say that we have supported like about 100 you know, women-led organizations. And for the first time, we're operating funding that goes to only women-led organizations. That's the first time in the history. And they have done a lot of fantastic work. Uh, we also look at gender-based violence, and we have supported more than 36 women-led organizations. You know, and some multiple things that we have been doing, you know, uh, supporting also, you know, some, you know, states to see what they can bring on board. But has this turned to numbers? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Has it turned to numbers? Or is it the environment that is so unfriendly to women? What more can we do? And I, I, I reiterate that I'm really, really proud of Nigerian women for what you did last year, where we had to lock down the National Assembly. So we were loud and, and light there. My sister, uh, Abiola, is also on this call. The way women stood up and the, those who were not able to come out, they stood up for one another. How Sada Tumadi, who is the chair of the Board of Trustees for this organization, how she was planning from her bedroom, even when she was mourning, to make sure that we had enough water to drink. Business women bringing different things to, to that. And I look back, I said, yes, we have to go through legal means. We have to see how we move from the legal point, but we have to see how we can energize in building the women agency. We don't have a choice. We have to go it all out. But are you ready to get up when you hear that women you know, are together? What I know is that the terrain is never the same again. It will never be the same again. Because now when you punch a woman, if there's any violation that is happening in any place, we can press the button. And we have, you know, Federation of International Women Lawyers, we have uh, an award, we have... Women are really, there is a lot of unity. But how can we translate it, you know, to the numbers? I think that's, the, you know, where we are. The volume of Nigerian women that are professionals, when you go out, they will say, but what is happening? We have very enlightened women of Nigeria. So why are we not getting them out there? We know that we have a, a huge thing lead on us. But together we can do it. I'm happy that, you know, to way we're, you know, opening up, we said, this is a non-partisan platform. You know, and let's go it with that. Because when we were occupying the National Assembly, we didn't know who was from what party and so on. But we have to learn to go down in all of the states of the Federation to build women agency, and we are willing to support that. And so, let's be very, very conscious that we are working on the state. The time for Kumila Ransom, Kuti, Margaret Ebo, you know, and Dabusa Haba has passed, but you are all working on the state. We are all working on the state now. Be conscious of that, be very time conscious, so that we can support, you know, the need for. Actually, Nigeria is happy to, to partner with you. Thank you, you know, uh, for looking and the leadership you know, for insisting that we'll be part of this. I, I'm really grateful to you, and we're looking ahead. And I say, my sisters on the call, let's work together, because we are the ones on stage, and we can do this, and we have people who are supporting us. 
let's get the ball rolling. Well done, congratulations. We may have lost certain things, but we are winning certain levels because we are participating in the election. Let's turn around the arm of the clock. Let's see how we can support women who want to go, those who are not going, their rights, and then we can come out with strategies. But well done. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So what I'm picking up is that we are the new Ransom Kutis, the Gambos, and the Apples, and that this terrain will never be the same again. NAOB Country Director Action Aid 2023 have come and gone. She said time is now to do more in unity. Preparations of 2027 is now, and that is why we are here to turn around the arm of a clock. Thank you. Yes, Action Aid has been aiding and advancing over 100 women-led organizations, including Women Radio, giving power to, make, to women to make an impact. We thank you. And that is what we're also doing here today. Thank you very much, Enel uh, Action Aid Country Director. I'd like to quickly call on Samson Itodo, Yaga Africa, Executive Director of Yaga Africa, to please give us your goodwill uh, message. Thank you. Do we have something Itodo with us? Um, a number of our women need to quickly be at the National Assembly as uh, they have been inducted today. Okay, if something Itodo is not here, we can always call him later. I would like to go straight into the business of today. I would like to call on Honorable Kafilat Obara first. Why? Because she will need to excuse herself as she's been inducted as a legislator of the 10th National Assembly shortly. Uh, Honorable Kapilat Agbara has, uh, has promised to join us if she's done before we end this conversation. Honorable Kapilat Agbara, congratulations once again and you are welcome. Let's have your experience. How was your experience during the 2023 elections and what do you think is a strategic way for us to move ahead to ensure that we have more women in governance ahead of 2027? I'll give you three, four minutes to do that. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Good afternoon, everybody, all the panelists, all the participants, and all the organizations here present. I want to first of all appreciate the organizers for this program, and of course, um, the women reach you as well, my sister twin. I appreciate you. You are ever on standby to amplify issues that affect women. Thank you very much. Well, um, if you ask about my experience, I'm going to be very practical without going into the details of all the statistics that we have all over the place. But the most important aspect is for us to note that today, as we speak, Nigeria in the whole of Africa is the 55th, the last country in terms of, you know, women participation in politics, women representation in politics. And it's really sad. It's so pathetic, highly unacceptable, not satisfactory at all. We are not happy about this development. And we believe that the incoming administration will be able to do more in terms of appointing positions before 2027. I'm very happy that this conversation is coming on because this means that we have all realized that it's turning to 2027 starts now. For now, I think we should start working our talk. We have done so many talk, talk, talk. Women, we have been talking. 
we have to start to walk our talk. Presently now, I think um, in 6, uh, April 2022, there was a federal high court um, there was a judgment that they should ensure that the 35% affirmative action is upheld in Nigeria to ensure that in terms of appointing positions, the, the government of the day will be sworn in on, uh, by 29th of May. So as women, we have to start talking about this. We have to start, start the conversation, start the discussion, so that the composition of the cabinet for the incoming government will comprise of more than, you know, even 35%. So as for my experience, I want to say that it was not an easy one. Women, we need to support ourselves. We have a lot of successful women who have, you know, made it over time. They occupy a lot of, you know, top-level positions globally. But we don't find them in the political space. How helpful are women being to women? These are some of the issues we need to address. There are a lot of, you know, political, I mean, uh, fora that we attended, women, developmental fora, women, engagement, and all that, trying to sensitize, emancipate, and inform us on the way to go before the elections. We attended a lot of capacity building functions. But I want to say that if you are not going to be supporting the women in terms of the materials they need for election, financially, these are very critical areas when it comes to election matters. It has been very, very difficult for a lot of us to be able to in this aspect. But we just thank God that we are able to make it in the long run. If you look at the people that supported you, if you make a list, you find out that you find very few, one or two, just one or two women. Women, we don't look for ourselves to support ourselves. We don't wait for the woman to come to you. When you see a woman that has the capacity, that has the competence, that has the character, that is ready to take the bull by the horn, that is ready to pull all out of the battle. Because election, I can tell you for free, is not an easy thing. I'm not trying to scare anybody. But it is not an easy journey at all. So when you see such women, let us try to come together. As entrepreneurs, somebody, I think the topic that I thought there was about the role of entrepreneurs. We need our entrepreneurs to come together. They should be more coordinated. They should be more organized. And they should have the political will. It's very, very important for them to have that political will. Because once you are not interested in, in the whole thing, generally, you will not be interested in you know, doing anything. So that political way comes first. And the way we are organized and we are coordinated, we can move mountains, we can do a lot. For instance, look at our women in the market, the fabric sellers, if you go to Yudumoka, go to Balogu market, and all that. If we are able to coordinate all this, our women, to support fellow women, we are going to go a long way. Politics is not cheap, it's too expensive. And I want to also say that we need a lot of our women to also support us physically. It's not just supporting in other aspects like that. When we have campaigns, when we have rallies, and most of the time when we speak about women participation, people say the percentage of women that participate is low. It's not low. The quality of women that participate is the one that is low. We have a lot of women that participate in politics. When you come to our world meetings, our local government meetings, our state meetings, you find out that the percentage there will be ratio even 80 to 20 in terms of women that come to the meetings. A lot of women participate, but when it comes to the dividends of the party politics, the women will not find them. Even by the time you get to the meeting, you find out that the high table is fully occupied. Only the men are there. You won't even find one woman. Before you find a woman, maybe that's the state woman leader of the party. 
So these are some of the issues. And we have to ensure that we support our women even for party politics by, by ensuring that our women get nominated in party positions when we have the party congresses and all that. These are the areas where the real decisions are being made. It's not getting the candidacy, getting the ticket. That is another journey. So being involved in the party politics, we need our women to be involved in the party positions when the congresses are to be held. And I am going to make special reference to women who have made it before now. We have a lot of women that have been ministers. We have a lot of women that have been senators. We have women that say, we church women in Africa, we church women in Nigeria, we church women in the world. Where are they? How helpful have they been to fellow women? So these are the issues. Even the women that have made it in the past, what have they, bringing, what have they tried to bring back? You know, on board because you have benefited from the system. What have you tried? How, how have you tried to mentor others? How have you tried to support others? How have you tried, you know, to even use your experience to educate the others? So these are some of the issues we need to address. And another aspect is that I found out that there are lots of um, issues when it comes to um, what do I call it now? When it comes to ensuring that the girl child is well educated. Most of the time, because we address our problem on the surface, but the foundation comes from ensuring that our girl children are well educated. We have a very high percentage of out-of-school children because when a girl child is not well educated, automatically she has been disenfranchised, she has been deprived. When you don't have a good quality education, you cannot have a very good job. When you don't have a good job, you cannot have you know good. You are not likely. To, to, to be financially able to participate in politics. And apart from that, when we ensure that our girl children are well educated, we are opening them to a lot of other opportunities, to a lot of other advantages. So we have to ensure that we look into these out-of-school children so that we can reduce the number. Because it's a continuous thing. It's a continuous process. It's a process that continues. And because of the percentage that we have behind, I think the gap we even, I don't want to scare us, it may even be worse if we don't start to address that our girl children are educated. And those that have not been educated, that are becoming adults, adult education and things like that, because education is very, very key. It's very important. And the way politics is going now, for a woman to, I'm the only woman elected from Lagos State out of 24 men. And before I got that ticket, I don't want to go into that story. It's a very long story. But I can tell you, it is not easy at all. We have a lot of work to do. Maybe after this conversation, because I'm going back for my induction program, I, I came out and I, I think I've lost about more than an hour, because it's very important for me to gain you know, the knowledge from that angle as well, because it's going to help me in the out of the messages. So maybe after this conversation, we need to come together and sit that because I have a number of ideas, I have a number of suggestions that I think we need to start moving. For instance, in the Senate now, we had seven women there before. Now there are three. Three new, fresh members. This is a big loss. So we have to start a conversation around how we can ensure that women that have been elected are not removed. Mm. We have to start that conversation. Women that are in office, before you can ensure that the party, before they can remove a woman for her to be changed, maybe a woman is going to replace her. So this is one aspect. Then we also need to move out to all our political parties, the leadership of the parties. We need to go and engage them, go and speak to them where they will hear 
And we have to start that journey now. Let's not wait until the primary election results to a month or something like that. So we have a lot to do on our hands, and I pray that God will help us. Thank we you. have a lot to talk about. But thank you very much so far. Thank you very much, Honorable Kafila Tobara, for your realness, for your being very down to earth, and for you just hitting everything on the head. You said, "Where are the women? Where are the where are the godmothers with all the money? Where are they? We need them to come and put the money down." Thank you very much. You said we should be done with talking, and of course, you referenced the uh, legal intervention of. Uh, Nigerian Women Trust Fund, uh, who led other organizations to the court where the judge, um, uh, uh, Judge Okorowa, ruled uh, in favor of Nigerian women uh, for the government to implement the 35% affirmative action. And what um, everybody is saying is that the government needs to observe the rule of law. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Kafilat Obara. We hope to see you shortly. Uh, please join us. I will also like to quickly just call one of our other panelists, uh, Ebere Isendu. Ebere Isendu is the president of Women in Politics Forum. Ebere, let's have your um, um, experience and let's have um, your 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 um, strategic um, uh, interventions on way forward. If you can do it in four minutes, that would be good. Thank you, Ebere Isendu. Uh, so, our uh, special guest of honor is with us, just to let you know. Ambassador All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you very much. We'll take our we'll take our special guest of honor shortly. We will quickly take Ebere Isendu now. Thank you, Ebere. Yes. Thank you so. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm happy to be here. This conversation is timely. Um, I wouldn't say it's late. I would just say it's timely uh, because what is before us is the zoning uh, problem that we have. Um, Presently, at a national assembly with the political party APC, um, trying to zone the principal uh, office position. Uh, we are worried that uh, women are not included, and so uh, we are doing everything possible to reach out to the party and to reach out to the legislators themselves to see uh, how women can be accommodated. Well, I listened to Honorable, and I was happy that she made it. She was one of the people that attended our campaign school which was worth more than a lot of money. I understand that uh, most times uh, people will be asking for physical cash, and um, it may not be forthcoming because uh, most organizations do not have the mandate you know, to make uh, cash you know, donations to candidates. But be that as it may, I'm very excited that uh, we have our women that are back to the especially half of representatives as ranking members. So yes, we have done a lot of work, we have coordinated, we have networked, we have you know, done a lot of advocacy to political stakeholders, to candidates themselves, to party leadership, traditional leaders, and everyone that is involved in one way or the other in politics. Um, for me, I think uh, on our part, I do not see where we have not covered, but I think the problem is actually with um, the, 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 political, the, the political will you know, to embrace changes. And I think this is where we have to consistently continue to talk to the political leaders. Um, in doing a lot of things, women are not put into constitution and party administration. And I think this starts, you know, from not, not having uh, women occupied principal offices. Uh, I mean, uh, at the members of the National Working Committee of the Party, and most of the times we are not even seen as um, members of the NEC. 
So it's important for women to begin to strategize now and begin to register and become members of parties and also decide to you know, uh, run to become members of the National Working Committee. So you'll be at short table. Unless we have our women there, it may just continue to be our story. But every time women will not get tickets and the women will not um, be able to be voted for. I mean, it's only when you become a candidate that will be talking about, you know, voting for you. Um, we have seen what has played out in the political scene, uh, including what has happened in Adamawa State. Uh, well, uh, we can see that we have a woman as a deputy governor that has increased our plus seven. But, you know, we rather have, uh, honestly, a first elected female uh, governor. So you see that uh, we just have to, you know, make it possible for ourselves where decisions are being made. And for me, for us to have more women in elected positions, we must have more women in party leadership. We, if we give it to more women, more women will be elected, and then our story will be different. But how do we get the constitution to work for us? Uh, so just made mention of um, the court case. We have eight um, organizations eight organizations that came together, you know, to go to court uh, on behalf of Nigerian women against the federal government, and we got judgment. And that judgment says that uh, the national agenda policy should be respected. And then you see that even the, you know, men as they campaign, they are always using that, you know, as something they will talk about, oh, we'll have to work with women, there's 35% affirmative action, and when they get there. And for me, we shouldn't be pledging anymore. The constitution is blessed. Gender policy is there. There's a court judgment, even though they have appealed, you know, but we know that even if the matter is taken to the Supreme Court, we'll still win the matter. They are just delaying it, you know, but we'll get to that point. So, what I want to say here is all the other organizations should support, you know, what others are doing. And then let us see it as a collective project. It's not an individual organization project, it's a collective project that we have all come together. Because the story of the gender, uh, the, the court case, started from somewhere. So at every point, organizations are coming in. So it's a collective ownership, you know. So for me, I think that more organizations should come in to embrace it. And then as you're going on, as you come and give your support, and then let us see that our voices are being heard. So uh, for me, let us work more with political parties. Let us work more with the leadership and then see how we can, you know, support uh, women. I would have loved to listen to Ambassador Kemachikwe before my presentation. Unfortunately, she, uh, she, 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 she didn't join at that time. Um, so, uh, because I know she's an experienced politician, she worked with women, and she's been able to fight for women when she was the uh, National Women Leader of um, BDP. The much we also did, and that's how we all started the Women in Politics Forum. We were just women leaders who felt that we should be heard, who felt that we needed people to join us from outside to speak to our respective parties and we, we you know, better women in politics uh, forum. And that's what we are doing today. So for me, there's a lot of work to be done, but have we done well? Yes, we have really done well. And I want to say that Nigerian women, um, they are very resilient, and then all of us, we are everywhere. And I pray that uh, there will be more success for us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Iberi Ifendu, President Women in Politics Forum. Yes, this virtual conversation 
is live on Women Radio on Facebook and on YouTube. And we can listen to it afterwards if we miss this live conversation. So you can listen to um, our Excellency uh, for her special remarks, a special guest of honor at some point in time. Thank you very much, Iberi Ifendu. I, I love the fact that you said, you know, um, the woman agenda is, 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 is a collective project. It's a collective ownership. And we need more groups embracing and coming together for our voices to be well amplified. Thank you very much, Iberi. And we appreciate and celebrate all that you're doing for Nigerian women in politics. Thank you. All right. This conversation, um, uh, once again, we thank uh, ANWBN for giving us this opportunity to have this very important um, conversation, a review of the role of women in 2023 elections, the way forward. I'd like to quickly say again, this is not a political forum, so let us be mindful of the things we are saying. Uh, we would like to have our special guest of honor, um, the founder, chair, Women's Leadership Institute, a former national women leader of the People's Democratic Party, a former minister of transport and aviation, a woman of expertise, of experience, uh, Her Excellency, Dr. Mrs. Kimafo Chikwe. Our special guest of honor would like to have your remarks, ma'am. Thank you. Well, th thank you very, very much. Um, let me start by apologizing that I'm doing late. I'm actually um, not in the same time zone with Nigeria, and I think it affected my early participation. Um, let me also congratulate um, Nigerian women, especially the women whose voices I've heard this morning. Um, I, I think the resilience resonates all the time. But time has come for us to ask ourselves, where is this problem coming from? Because the rhetorics have not changed. Yes, we have won the court case. Yes, there's a constitution. Yes, there are policies that should be turned into the favor of the women. But yet we're still, I mean, not just are we complaining, but things are still happening negatively. Very, diminishing of um, members of uh, the National Assembly is not encouraging at all. And it shows that something is seriously wrong with our system. Well, about women and politics, honestly, we must have honesty of purpose. We cannot talk about support Support, support all the all the time. Who will support us? The people you we are talking about to support us are competing with us. But what is happening to Nigerian women is fundamental. And honestly, each time I'm called up to speak, I want to say the truth, and now I hear there is no convergence of women in Nigeria that is 
statutory. Everybody is doing their own thing. Everybody has their own organizations and their own. Everybody has discriminatory platforms. And that is where the problem is coming from. And because I have the privilege of being an older person, let me take us back to where we started. This whole women revolution started, I believe, in 1977 with the forward-looking strategy being formulated, and then the Beijing conference, and then on and on and on. Who fought for Nigerian women? National Council of Women's Societies. As we were coming up, NCWS was a very strong platform. And I'm privileged to have worked with um, all the presidents until things went wrong. Where did things go wrong? When we began to surrender to government. Every organization is looking up to government to fund it. Every organization, its national council could no longer function because the government took it over on the national level, on the state level. A governor's wife would install a president. How would women have independent voice? We don't have an independent voice in Nigeria. We're telling ourselves we have, but we don't have. Because I've been on delegation. In Enugu, for instance, when uh, Professor Helen Chukuma was the president of National Council and school fees were raised, National Council camped out at the gate of the governor and said, we are not leading on this is reversed, and it was reversed. I worked with um, uh, Adjalai Ladogoyaro closely. In fact, I worked with Emily Mokwede. I worked with, and each time government took a wrong step, the women stood against it and achieved reversal. But what the problem is, is that all the organizations, without exception, are infiltrated by government. And the idea is for us to be able to dialogue with government and say our stance. When National Council was not infiltrated, National Council would come together and decide, this is, what women, this is what we want for women in this policy. We will see the president, we will see everybody concerned, and we'll be taken seriously. When students were, uh, teachers were on strike for about three years, who solved the problem? NCWS, and I know the strategy we applied. But what is happening is that a lot of organizations and a lot of old women are looking up to the same people who are not doing this thing for us <laughs> to help us, and who he who. Uh, Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. So let me round up. If Thank you, you ma'am. Can you tell me to round up, right? Okay, ma'am. Okay. I I, I hear not, ma'am, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just okay. trying in a nice way, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. 
So what I'm trying to say now is that we have to go back and find a meeting point for Nigerian women where we can take a decision and approach federal government, state governments, regardless of our party, our political parties. For me, I'm shifting away because I've done my best in politics, parties and politics. But now we have to have a platform that is not partisan, that is not, because you have undertones in everything that is going on, and we keep losing. So I appreciate what you're doing now. My, um, um, I would also uh, commend um, um, the organizers. I'm hoping that maybe you have a physical conference on this matter, where people will see eyeball to eyeball and take decisions and book appointments to see the people in power and see how we can revive. I don't have anything to do with CWS now, but I have seen, I've looked through, and it's the only genuine organization that women will affiliate to and will achieve, will achieve what we want. So for now, that's the remark I'd like to make. Thank you very much, our special guest of honor. We appreciate your time. We particularly celebrate and thank you the fact that it's a totally different time zone and uh, you, you, you are still able to come and join us. We, we thank you for your words of wisdom. We thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. Um, uh, and uh, have a good day, ma'am. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, as we continue, it's 10 minutes after one, and uh, this is a conversation, uh, a virtual conversation um, organized by ANWBN, the Association of Nigerian Women Business Network, a review of the role of women in 2023 elections and the way forward. At this point in time, I would like to call on a woman who dared. You know, some of us are good in talking. That's what we do well. We do this well on radio. The Esthers and the Taiwos and the Blessings, we do this well talking on radio. But some of us are very bold, and she dared to contest, to come out, to do what the men are doing. And she just didn't contest for any position. She aspired for the number one seat in Nigeria. I'm talking about Khadijat Okuno Lamidi, uh, the SDP presidential aspirant. Khadijat, we thank you for joining us quite early. Uh, we would like to have your experience during this uh, time. Share your experience with us and quickly tell us what you think is a strategic way we need to push forward for us to have more women represented in governance. And after you, I will call on Dr. Abiola Akiodi to, to, to come on. Kadijat Okuno Lamidi, over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'd like to thank um, the Women Radio, I think it is, but, um, and especially Dr. Ichi and the organizers of this event. Um, Dr. Ichi and I have, we, we've been going back and forth on women and what we need to do to move forward. Um, my joining this um, event actually is to learn. I, I ran a campaign and my campaign was full of women and I think that was why it was very successful, successful to the point where um, we did make an impact and I hope we did inspire um, participation in politics um, in this 
really, I want to, I, I, I'm glad I'm on here because I've learned so much. Um, people who have, are, are in, in, in positions and people who have been, um, it's always important to learn. Um, but what's most important is that we now know that politics is won on the street. Um, so you can, it's important that as women we come together and we understand that we must form a, a viable force where we can, we can negotiate and, and, and let people understand, let the government understand what we need as women. Um, I like what um, the, um, the lady um, who is the new House of Okay. Um, have, uh, cannot treat problem as women. We must treat it as um, as the girl child. So the girl child is very key in whatever strategy we do come up with, whatever conditions that we. Um, also, I also wanted to understand. I think our spending patterns as women is quite different. So um, political spending is, is a different ballgame. It's not um, women are naturally frugal, we're naturally um, um, managers. So politics, spending in politics does not require management. It's a different ballgame. So we must also enhance our, our, um, our style of spending when it comes to politics. Um, that's another thing I wanted to mention, our mode of spending. Then it's important to understand why are you in politics. Um, what is what does what does luxury definitely um, look like to you? Because some people, some of us, do go into politics, and when we are hit with the perks and the and the um, spoils of, of office, we can tend to lose our way, and we can tend to have ego um, climb on us, and we we forget uh, what we're there for, really. So that's another thing I wanted to um, mention. Then earlier, patriarchy was mentioned. Um, patriarchy, I think women generally are the good soldiers of patriarchy, so patriarchy cannot function without us. Um, but there is the matter of funding, there is the matter of violence here, and lack of trust. Yes, there is. All those things matter in, 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 in this, in this, um, in this ball game because if we do not trust ourselves, if we do not believe that, I don't have that, I don't have that experience anyway. I, I was helped, I've been helped mostly by women. Um, so I don't have that, I don't have that chip on my shoulder. So I, I wouldn't be able to come from that fear or lack of trust um, perspective. And I think that perspective is really media driven and it's also a strategy to keep women apart. Because if you think women will not help you, will not approach women, but women did help me, no matter how little it was, no matter how, in every aspect, they did help me. So I don't have that experience. Um, I was going to also talk about, um, what was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about, yes, student resources, NGOs. Um, I think we must, we, we must understand that even when we are in position, um, the imposter syndrome, where you think you're only there as a figurehead, I think we must deal with that. Because many of the men in power, they do put people, women in power and say, okay, we're giving you, um, we're giving you representation now, go on, go on, stay there. But they don't give you any, um, 
means to do what is really necessary. So I think we need to we need to detach ourselves. Once you are put in a position, exert your power and use that position properly. Um, then I was going to speak about political will. So it's important you have a government that respects women, that understands that women are not facing. Um, that's also important. Um, also, also going to talk about. Yeah, we have to engage every arm of government. So the armed forces, I see that Mrs. Tone here is, um, they've, they've given her the role of um, army officer here. So we do have to also engage all the um, arms of government. So the Navy, the Air Force, the um, Army, these are also places that women are, and, and the police force. So we have to also understand that there are women there and we have to look out for their own um, interests as well. Then um, entrepreneurship. Yeah, going into politics requires money, but it also requires that you have a means of livelihood. So it's important, I believe, women should be entrepreneurs before you go into politics, because then you have you have a foundation and you have something to give back on. Um, so yes, I'm 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 glad that I heard I've listened to all these things. Um, I believe that as we as more, most people speak, we will be able to come up with a proper um, structural solution where we can put up a framework and use all our individual resources and our individual um, capacity to come up with something that would work. We also need allies in, in, in the form of men. We need men that you know that we're close to, that we'll um, be able to engage and, and bring I hope I'm still on. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Abiola Akiode. If there's one thing we're going to take away from here, please, can you hear me, ladies and the gentlemen? Yes, we can. Yes, thank you. If there's one thing we should take away from here, she said, more women. Hashtag, more women. We want more women as female ministers, 35% women in the, the incoming administration of uh, uh, Ashwajibola Ahmed Tinumbu, more women, 35% women, female ministers, 35% uh, more women in the ministries and the departments and the agencies, 35% more women across all board. And that is what we're saying, more women. Deconstruct the superstructure. They construct the superstructures. 
And if we cannot deconstruct the superstructures, let's go down the legal framework. Thank you very much, Dr. Abiola Akiodi Afolabi. It's uh, 24 minutes to two. We need to quickly wrap this up. And at this point in time, if Hawa Gambo is here, Hawa Gambo, can we quickly have your few minutes of your experience uh, during the 2023 elections and your way forward? Hawa Gambo, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Thank you. Thank you very much. We can hear you loud and clear. We welcome you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You now need... Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, yeah, hello. I'm glad to you can speak out there. It's a great pleasure being in this panel. This is a conversation that is long overdue and much needed. We all know there's a problem that needs to be solved. And I'm so, so glad to see all the... Um, very outstanding voices, very outstanding women coming together to say we have a problem and we need to talk about it. Because the problem you don't talk about, you cannot solve. I participated in the 2020 elections at the local level because just as um, the general said and just as Sodet Mahdi said, politics is local. I know the tremendous challenges that exist in my constituency, that was where I went back to the village to contest. And every day I thank God for the courage to went on to go on with it and contest despite the challenges. Because up to this moment, well perhaps the treatment probably will have more women. I have been the only female that have gone on the ballot in my constituency contesting for the House of Representatives. And, uh, of course, we didn't win. Very few women did. That goes to show the gravity of the challenges we are facing. And I am glad um, my sister, Kakilat, has outlined a lot of the challenges. Lack of capacity in different ways. Those who have the capacity um, may not have the financial muscle to pull it up. We ran our campaign on crowdfunding and on voluntary participation for campaigners. And it was a tremendous success despite the fact that we did not win at the polls. The one not winning at the polls is not an indicator of failure because I know the challenges we surmounted. And even during the campaign, I remember telling my campaign team that we cannot play politics the way men do. We cannot play men's politics. I'm not a man. I have to play with my politics. And um, the general just reiterated that. And I was so smiling and so glad in my mind that I'm glad I've been thinking in sync with my mentor because I was one of the 300 plus women that was mentored um, during the campaign. What do women need to do? Exactly this. Come together to talk about the gravity of the problem we have on ground. One thing I always say is that not just politics, being a woman in Nigeria is a lot of hard work. So coming into politics, I think, makes it double. So it is not um, always possible to have a woman with the mental and financial capacity to run a successful campaign and get elected. So we have to learn to leverage on our strengths and our different capacities to ensure that this um, that are filled because they must be filled. I'm not sure if um, the continuous agitation, I don't know, will um, bear any fruit because I've 
come across a lot of men, both within and outside government, that continue to tell me, if women want power, they should go and take it. Nobody gives you power willingly just because you demanded for it. We're not living in the 80s. You cannot manipulate us. You know, all those kind of things. And um, when I got, um, when I received the nomination form to run, I realized it was a moment of truth for me, and I left my job, and I'm glad I did. So we may receive the 35 percent affirmative action, but I am very certain we must also put ourselves out there, continue to put ourselves out there and contest and run for office. And I will mention this again because it is something that myself and a lot of the women I have met during campaigns have gone through and are still going through. Not many of us have gone through the initial capacity to run a successful campaign and win election. So Nigerian women must come together to find a way to support women who have uh, who have vision who have visionary um, capacity to be leaders to support them to run elections. A lot of women organizations supported myself and some of my colleagues during our campaign. Out of eight of us, just three won their elections. It's better than nothing. But we were only. Uh, sorry, eight out of over 1,000 plus women that contested. What happened to the rest that did not get support? And all of them, we can't say all of them do not have the capacity. Even having the courage is capacity. That is what I have learned. Because I have come across a lot of women who could have done well in the political space and they told me, no, I can't do it. I don't have the courage. I know you. So courage is capacity itself. And for those of us who have the courage, we may not necessarily have the support we need, the support base, as well as financial capacity to run. And this is why Nigerian women must come up to support women like myself, because we have a value to add to the system, and we can change a lot of things. Katila did mention something I have always said. Equality begins at home. We cannot have hope to have women run for office if a lot of women struggle with inequality right from their homes, lack of access to equal opportunities, lack of access to education, lack of access to self-development. How can we hope to have this women run for office? A lot of the women I have worked with in my campaign team, a lot of the women that are in my constituency fall within this category. We are currently organizing for other education classes for them. And um, a lot of things we're doing, sometimes I don't know if I have the capacity to do it, but we have to raise up, we have to mentor, we have to move the next generation of women. And in my opinion, I think that is one of the things that created the huge gap that we are witnessing right now. We have not had enough women mentors in the past 20 years. So there are a lot of women with absolutely no capacity that are completely clueless and don't know what to do. I guess I am able to understand this because Thank you very much. I have been one of those black women. I found a lot of mentors in the past one year. So we need to begin to build that capacity. We need to begin to fill in those gaps. In 2022, when a lot of women... Um, 
Thank you very much. You've done four minutes. I really don't like to interrupt my guests, but I have to do what I have to do. Thank you very much, Nawa. Can I just one thing? In, yes, please. Thank you. Ten All seconds. right. Thank you. In 2022, when women went uh, to the National Assembly to protest, I said to my colleagues, I don't think that, that is the right approach. We need to go back to the drawing board. And thank you very much for organizing this. This is the drawing board we are talking about. And I am sure with such horror and such discussion, we are likely to have a much better and productive outcome in 2027. Thank you. Na, na good day, my sister. Na good day. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, ANWBN, obviously, we need to have this. We need to continue this conversation. It shouldn't end here because the women who took part in 2023 elections have a lot to share and have a lot to say. Thank you very much, Hawa Gambo. I'll come to Uchena Ifioma Obi, who contested for Orumba, North Anambra State House of Assembly. It's quarter to two now, and uh, my sister, you have uh, three minutes uh, to say what you have to say. Please, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, so please, let's have Uchena, uh, if you're Ubi. Thank you. Let's have your experience and move forward. Thank you. All right. If, if your ma Ubi is uh, not here, I would quickly like to, um, okay, thank you very much, Dr. Fabiola. We appreciate that you're leaving one of our panelists. If there are questions for you, we will, um, Angela uh, Adela will pass that on to you. Um, I'm going to ask that you all put your questions on the chat group, please. At this point in time, put your questions on the chat group, please, if you All right, uh, Tumaka, please, can you unmute yourself? Can I have every other person please mute in your microphone, please? Thank you. Madam Tumaka, if you can unmute yourself. If you cannot, Madam Angela and uh, uh, Dr. Ifi, can you take a decision for somebody else to read the message of the Honorable Minister for Women Affairs? Dr. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, can you just give me a second to get the message? All right. All right. Uh, while we are doing that, please put your questions uh, on the platform so that we can take your questions if you have anything. This is a roundtable virtual conversation uh, with you. Hello. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Please, who is who, who is speaking, ma'am? This is Lady Uche Obi. I'm so surprised. Right. I've, been, I've been online. And I've All right. Been listening. I've been listening to the very, very good um, conversation going on. In okay, fact, I congratulate the Nigerian women in politics. I congratulate the Nigerian women who made it, who made it this uh, 2023. It was not easy. 2023 
has become, in fact, the experience has shown us that campaigning and even winning the election has become a very expensive venture. It has, has become too expensive because winning the election proper, you just need to have the capacity and you need to have the money. Whoever is saying that money did not play a role, it's not saying the truth. Money played a very, very, very important role. In terms of even buying the book. In terms of buying the book. And it has become a, a thing. So a, 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 a very bad habit that we need to we need to stop in Nigeria. We need to have good men and women who will go to the House or to the National Assembly to represent us gainfully without having to spend so much money. Spend the money you spend the day before the election is is what takes you there. It is colossal, it is huge and it's too expensive. So that is why women don't make it. That is why we women can make it. That's why the women who made it were very few. Very, very few. Because yes, some women we we talk about social media. A lot of the women who would have made it had that social media effective. But because of a lot of other things like what I say, buying that vote, having the political structure, that structure is what we need to work on, the structure. Making sure that women empowerment, giving that affirmation, give, getting that 35% is what will take us there. So that we, in fact, Abinisha will now say, this women, whether you make it campaigning or that you're going, you're going, because we have made provision for you. Please, I thank you all. I hope that I have made a point. Women doing well, first of all, in getting somebody that will sponsor you to all the levels of all the levels of politics, campaigning grassroots campaign, and then the election proper is the most important thing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Lady Obi, for your comments. Uh, at this point in time, um, we need to... I can't see any questions here. I can't see any particular comments and questions here. I'm just going to read a comment that is put here. It looks like um, everybody has raised the necessary and relevant comments. From Princess Kowan, she says, um, this is to all women who are interested in a political seat to please carry rural women alongside. With all the plans from day one of your interest in political careers and your state and in their constituencies, let's, let's talk less and move to action. Thank you very much. I also have Poluka uh, here who said critical issues, priorities for women's representation, retention and superstructure organized on 35% affirmative action. Um, at this point in time, then I think I have uh, someone who mentioned here that uh, money, 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 money matters. Money matters. More than money is also political education. It's eight minutes to two. We are still live on Women Radio. We are at WFM 917 on YouTube and on Facebook. And this is a live conversation 
organized by ANZ of UBN. We thank you for this. At this point in time, Puluke, um, are you reading the minister's uh, comments, please? Because the chairperson is also going to give us the um, um, next step. Can somebody please read the minister's message? Please. Please. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, quickly read the minister's uh, uh, goodwill message. Uh, we all are uh, aware that the transition no, and I'm being told that this um, network is not sounding well. For Luke, it cannot be heard very well. Uh, Mrs. Ajala, can you please pick up this message and read the message? Thank you. Okay, let me go loud enough. I thank, thank you for inviting me to attend this very important conversation at this time in our political history. I send my apologies for my inability to participate because of previous commitments. This is an issue I am very passionate about, and I have committed to working with other women to put in place a strategy that can be implemented on a continuous and consistent basis till the percentage of women in our political leadership is significantly increased. I am with you in spirit, and please let me have the decision reached into this webinar. And rest assured, I'm ready to add value to this initiative. I am proud to be a Nigerian woman. I am proud of the Nigerian women. They are strong, focused, determined, committed, and passionate. Women are assets to their families, their communities, and society. The women and the youth have become part of our political leadership so we can have a better society. God bless. Good OFR, Honorable Minister of Women Affairs. Thank you very much. And at this point in time, I would like to take the chairperson's uh, next steps. Next steps by Nigerian women. Next steps by ANWBN. Would like to take your next steps, Dr. Ifi, in two minutes. Thank you, ma'am. Wow. I don't know whether I can do that in two minutes. Well, Madam, ma you can do it. Yeah, we, we, we can do it. Thank you. Thank you very much. The conversation is captain. Walk our talk. Who has the phone now? Okay, let me uh, everyone. All right, at this point in time, we will need to end this on Women Radio because we're live on radio. We cannot afford to be um, uh, doing this live on radio. We would have to end this on Women Radio while we continue on the Zoom session. Thank you very much, um, Dr. Ifi. Over to you. Okay, so uh, I've listened to all the participants and their conversations, and the bottom line is, let's walk our talk. If you have a challenge, you've got to prepare and look for a strategy to resolve the challenge. What the women in this society have been doing, we've been in our areas of influence, and we're trying to do things. It's time for the women to come together under a structure. Mm -hmm. So from what I've learned from this conversation, we need to have another meeting after this meeting, and it will be a strategic committee to bring in strategies from women, from men, because I also believe in collaboration. So we can put together a strategy 
that we can all commit in a continuous and consistent way to get to our God-ordained goals. The truth about the matter is that women have what it takes to make it happen. But doing it all by ourselves and not collaborating and tapping into all our innate resources, our talents, and our God-given resources, we're not going to get there. Yes, uh, Ambassador Dama, uh, Kama Chikwe has mentioned that the Society for Women, I think it's the National Council of Women's Societies, would be a very, very, very good structure to call into what we're doing today. And I do believe that we have in our midst a lot of legal luminaries who can give us a legal strategy, because legal strategy is very, very critical. We also need to empower the women right from childhood, like someone had said, to learn common sense and wisdom knowledge about living impactful lives. You don't learn that from the curriculum we have at the moment. One of the things I'm actually proposing is that our leadership has to modify our educational curriculum so we can begin to teach young people the way to grow up to be leaders. Leadership is a process. You cannot just wake up and become a leader overnight. You've got to learn the skills to become a leader. So we need to teach our women. We need to also put our money where our mouth is. We can't be talking about encouraging and empowering women and we have not put together a leadership fund or political fund that can empower women to go there and get it. And I'm talking about credible women. We cannot also do this alone as women. We must take our youth, our children along with us in the process. Another thing I'd like to say is this. For so long in the society, we've been dreaming of getting there. Dreaming is not enough. We've got to go the extra mile, work with the strategy. So I want to congratulate you for this moderation you did in a very beautiful way. In fact, after this meeting, I'd like to have a conversation with you. And Angela, you know we work behind the scenes. You are a powerful woman. Let me seize this opportunity to thank everyone that has come to this webinar. And of course, the conversation continues. I love all the Nigerian women. You're all looking beautiful, and we can do it if we believe we can. As a man think it, so is a man. So let's think it, and let's do it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much, Yeah, You are not going because I have another job for you before you go. We need to do the vote of thanks. We need to thank everybody that has been here. Before I ask you to do that, um, so we'll give you about two minutes to do vote of thanks. But before then, let me quickly take the message from Babatunde Musa. He says, he, she says, he, she says, education and reorientation, no one gives power. You must earn it with the support of men and fellow women. And Hawa said, yes, talking is no longer enough. Talk and walk the talk. Talk and walk the talk. And for me, Adela says, more women. Uh, Annabelle Ugokwe says, address uh, the issues of low women representation requires a multifaceted solution. She thinks collating all the recommendations from this program will go a long way to developing the blueprint Nigerian women need to change the narrative. And so I would like to come back to the chair of today's conversation, 
Dr. Ife Nwakwesi. Thank you very much.